0: Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Choose Radio. Thanks for joining us. If Jeremy Ashby, Sylvia Lovely, me Twitch, we're going to talk for the next hour about food. Second half of the show, we have a really good guest from an organization called Greenhouse 17, and they their domestic uh, abuse program. But they do more than just it's it's more than just a shelter. Who knew? I didn't know,
1: it's a farm. <laughs> I had no idea. And one they of the things we're going to talk about
0: is farm
1: therapy. Yeah, farm and therapy they, that produces stuff yeah, that you I, can buy. So explain because we, you were telling yeah, us. all. Let me the give year you a history about of, the history uh, just, of real farm briefly. therapy. Right, there is a movement going on that is growing, and it is. <coughs> There's not probably enough therapists in the world to take care of all the needs people have. So what is being supplemented is something called farm therapy, which isn't just by itself. Sometimes it's animal therapy, too. You're seeing it with horses. People well, are see like, sometimes yeah, with
0: dogs where dogs, even prisoners. in prison settings, uh-huh. They'll, uh-huh. they'll be allowed to have dogs, and it'll teach them. Uh-huh. You know, Basically, it's we're, good to have something to care for.
1: Basically, guys, we're getting smarter. We're realizing yeah. that people who work with their hands. And, and, you know, we took people off the farms and they kind of lost that connection to community, didn't they? And food is all about community and how important it is to engage. Started out, it was a long time ago, but it was really after the World War II that we moved people off the farms into urban settings. Mm -hmm. And then we got smart again and we're getting smarter where we're starting to do this farm therapy movement and that, uh, just tee off on that because it's in many, many different forms. Well, you think that it, it's not necessarily Empathy. natural
0: for human beings to live in a non-agricultural setting. The concrete, We've yeah. only been doing it for about 100 years in the, you know, mm-hmm. 200,000 years we've been alive you know we we typically live in an agricultural setting and we're only three generations maybe, removed from living on farms and maybe almost. it has
1: something to do with the epidemic of loneliness yeah. where people don't weren't meant to be alone they were meant to work together uh in a team and that's what this greenhouse 17 gig is all about and we'll hear about that but you know it creates empathy it creates resilience uh and why is that chef i mean why, why are why is that so important
2: I, you know, I'm trying to, to kind of think through—I think it's just a connection to the land and, and producing something or getting back something to— Something
1: bigger than yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what—I dro- I certainly have a connection whenever I'm in the kitchen to the food. I, you know, I'm not much of a gardener, but I do enjoy it. But there is something therapeutic about kind of getting in there. I, I, and beyond creating, that, I don't understand well, the connection. Also, I food
0: think that human beings, when we're going through an existential crisis of loneliness or mm-hmm. sadness mm-hmm. or—, or having something to care for yeah helps us yeah. Like a dog take ourselves out of it exactly. whether it's a dog or a plant or whatever it is having something to care for that takes us out of our own heads helps our headspace there's a
1: bit. great charlie brown scene where and it's beautiful wherever they say you know the little bird whatever his name was woodstock there's millions of galaxies millions of stars and charlie brown says and i love my dog you know, I mean, it brings right. the massive world down to this plant, or this animal, and all of that. Even even if you eat animals, uh, you know, the caring. What we're getting back to too is the caring of the animals and caring for them and humanely and all of that. So people in prisons are actually engaging in. Animal husbandry and horticulture and all those things.
2: Yeah, and it seems like in, in those kind of reform institutional settings, that has been a, a form of therapy or a technique for a while is kind of creating a self-sustainable institution where mm-hmm. inmates or people were, were kind of running it. You know, they're, they're doing yeah. the things that make this function. And, you know, um, it doesn't even have to be an institutional setting, but it just kind of shows the, the, the power it has over people and getting back to a connection and being part of making something go. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. when you look at the you know the bell curve of humanity, for 100,000 years we were so connected to the land and our food, so connected. Mm-hmm. And then for about 100 years we had, yeah, let's yeah. disconnect from it. Yeah. And now we're and slowly now getting we're back like, to the uh, place where people are like, oh, we should be connected. It's under-
1: a movement going on in all kinds of fields. The law, you know, the field I'm in is— You know, teaching non-lawyers how to help. Mm -hmm. You know, we have para-physicians who are helping practitioners who are helping the physicians. It's really a movement that's taking place in many different ways, in different settings, is everybody can learn how to grow a plant. Mm -hmm. Everybody can learn how to grow a dog. And we're letting them do
2: it suddenly. In a weird way, it's
0: almost connected to your um, Montessori uh, education <laughs> we're teaching
2: people how to teach themselves oh very much so i think it's all it, it's very much based on that uh, i like a lot of the similarities um i, I you know i don't know guys i just well, think good
1: yeah well i'm just gonna say we should pivot to what makes us feel good mm-hmm. about food okay mm-hmm. and let's leave the generic title comfort food
0: Comfort food is good, especially and, this time of year. Maybe a little too much food, comfort food this time it's of year. Just kind
1: of uh, why people get into raising food and stuff like that is that it just makes you feel good. It's something everybody does. It's why your profession is, is an important one.
2: Yes, um, I, I think food is the most comforting thing that there is out there. That's kind of how a lot of people show love. And, and nowadays, people's connection to the farm, as we talked about, is, is, is distant. There's connection to food. And I don't think yeah. we understand the psychological yeah. effects it has on modern society. Like, yeah. you know, what happened when we pull people out of the, the, the Kids farm? Kids don't but, know
1: what chicken but looks like. Right. They're, right. they're nuggets. But <laughs>
2: if you think about it, a lot of the basics when you learn to cook are comfort foods. You know, the -hmm. the bacon, the eggs, oatmeal, you know, even cereal, things that are in bowls, simple Mm. foods that are, you know, big hugs. So comfort food is is kind of a a match when it comes to, to raising your Raising your crops and getting in the kitchen, and learning exactly mm-hmm, what you're doing right. in institutions. So, you know, what are your what, what are what are examples of comfort food? You know, I think you know farm to table stuff here in the region, like mm-hmm. fried chicken, mashed potatoes, green yeah. beans, anything that comes food. off of the farm. Right? right.
1: Twitch. What's your favorite
0: comfort uh, you, food? You you said it right there. Fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Honestly, when I think comfort, you know food, what the
1: number one thing is. What is what? it? Mac and cheese.
2: Mac and cheese and is the number US. one.
1: You know, when Indian you think about food ranks fat right and carbs. Too. Fat and carbs
0: are
2: comfort. I know.
1: Fat
0: and carbs equal it makes comfort. It good. Yeah, pizza, mm-hmm. mac and yeah, cheese. Those are at
1: the top of the list. You
0: know, spaghetti, like we we like we we gravitate toward things that are fatty and carby. No one, no one's ever said, "You know what my comfort food is? Lean chicken breast." Mm-hmm. Boneless, skinless chicken breast is my comfort food. No one's ever said that.
1: No, you're right. You no. know what the happiness food is? What's, What's the, the number food? one happiness food? There's a tie. Different opinions. Chocolate. No, of meals,
2: of meals. Meal, happiness. Meal, guys. Pizza,
1: Italian. Yeah, sure. Carby. and
2: Indian. Indian. So you know why? what? I, the Italian, I, I yes, can see. Why? The Italian, I can see because I think back to the carbs and fat. I, I think people do Italian for a treat because for a long mm-hmm. time it kind of got pegged as high carb. You know, you eat a big bowl of pasta and get fat, and eat all the mm-hmm. bread too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Italian's kind of seen as as a special occasion. So mm-hmm. that would be. You know, but what about Indian out of celebratory happy food? I think, you know, that one kind of blows me away.
0: (laughs) That one kind of blows me away because I wouldn't have thought that. I would have even Well, it has a
1: lot of sauces and gravy type stuff
0: with it. It does
2: lend itself to groups. It does? You know, kind of communal eating.
1: That's
0: maybe. You know, we like rice. Rice, anything rice 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 based is is emotionally, it feels good. It comes like, you know, we talk about, uh, you mentioned bowls earlier. Studies show that food that comes in a bowl Makes Makes <laughs> people true. feel better. Yeah, I don't oh th- the yeah, of right. It or right. Don't really know why, but that's a that's a, a scientific fact. Is that when food served in a bowl? True. It makes you feel more satisfied. Makes you feel better emotional.
1: Maybe there's, there's a you know it's the round the circle of life. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm getting too deep, but
2: yeah, we I, I, we tried to figure that out in a conversation, and we couldn't figure out what it was about holding the bowl, or maybe it's the warm broth or warm yeah. liquid. Just the whole aspect of a spoon scraping the side up a bowl mm-hmm. had some psychological mm-hmm. effect on the human being. And slurping in
1: Japan. I think, has something to do with it. It's like, it's very earthy. Yeah. You yeah, know, you slurp. Your noodle, you're yeah, supposed to slurp. You slurp broth, yeah. You yeah. Are. You're supposed to slurp.
2: And then burp at the end, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all human that's stuff.
2: Compliment. I mean, it's normal. I mean, it's what yeah. we do. So what's your,
0: what's your favorite comfort food?
1: Oh, I guess I'd have to say pizza. I'm just always craving
2: pizza. I, can get yeah. down I
1: love pizza. I love it hot. I love it cold. But, I mean, it's right up there with... I'm, I'm not a big mac and cheese person, but I do like fried chicken.
2: But, but like, pasta, though, is uh-huh. definitely a guilty... Oh, play. yeah. Yeah, just pasta oh, yeah. in general, right?
1: But you've got a dinner coming up. We do. I guess I should say we, except I don't cook it. He does. Mm-hmm. Um, Heaven Hill Distillery?
2: Yeah, Heaven Hill for Distillery. For some reason,
0: bourbon is a comfort food for a lot of people.
2: Well, and I think that's kind of... Where we're going with this, we you know Heaven Hill is probably one of our largest producing you know distilleries in a group uh, in Kentucky. So we wanted to do a a theme with this distillery. So Heaven Hill, um, we're going to be doing Henry McKenna stuff, Rittenhouse Rye, Evan Williams single barrel, Mm. and Elijah Craig with coffee at the end. Um, But these are all comfort food meals. Austin's deviled eggs with bourbon barbecue glazed in blackened Mm. shrimp right on the deviled egg. Then we're going to do a big old bowl of burgoo with beef and pork and corn and pate- potatoes and onions and garlic. And we think we're going to do a little twist on this and make <coughs> a masa corn batter, which is kind of a, a different style of cornmeal with some mm-hmm. baking powder and soda on it. And what I want to do is create a thin batter to kind of pour over the top of the bowl of burgoo and then bake it. So it has oh, a wow. really hard, oh my kind of like pie shell corn bread crust oh, where it crunches so like good. a brulee in a
0: weird way almost like a uh yeah. like a french onion soup but instead of the cheese oh, on yeah. top bread, that sounds a, that's a great
2: idea yeah so that's going to go with the rye and we we think that's going to match up with that kind of hearty burn of the rye and you get night. to break through it and yeah get into the now soup your burgoo
1: yeah doesn't include that snake that falls off the <laughs> limb
0: i knew you going to
2: ask that <laughs> there won't be any critters you won't eat in it somebody. okay i think we're just looking at pigs and uh and, and cows and maybe some chickens
0: yeah Sounds Typically,
2: cool. what is, what is the base for a burgoo? You mean in terms of like stock?
0: Yeah. Is it like a, like a is it a broth? Is it tomato? Like when you make yeah, a burgoo. Well, well,
2: well, okay. So really it's the meat broth. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, when you start, it's water. I mean, a lot of people might make their own stock or if they wanted to stew the meat, but the, the, the meats that you throw in the pot with the water are what make the broth. Okay. Now... Uh, tomato is just a family preference whether or not you want that in there but that does really affect the color and look is there controversy
0: whether or not some people put tomato in their burgoo or not Kind of like a beans and chili kind of thing?
2: Yeah. I don't think people go to Duke's over that around here. I think it's appreciated. I think, you know, whatever you got laying in there kind of goes in that burgoo. And as long as it's got a lot of meat and you got some corn kernels and potatoes in there. Yeah. Just a
1: hearty, almost vegetable kind of soup with some meat in it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's really nothing fancy. It's comfort food. Sounds delicious. But it really hits the spot someday. Yeah,
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Comfort food. So
2: then we're going to be hopping into just good old southern fried chicken. And we're going to do bone-in yep. this time. Mm. At the restaurant, we, oh, always, I love like, bone in. we always do the boneless because well, it's kind of a fine dining restaurant. you got a fork mm, and a knife. Yeah. Make it look proper. But, but, but you can pick that up and eat it. This one, it's comfort food, so come in. We're getting legs and thighs. we oh, do, yeah. like, dark meat chicken. You pick it up and eat it. Uh, nice homemade biscuits, herb-scented gravy and pole beans. Then we're just going to finish <laughs> them a bourbon chocolate bread pudding. Um, all these are regional dishes. We've done them a thousand times. We're good at them. We just want to give you a great comfort meal and lots of good bourbon to drink. So if you guys have family coming into town for kind of the holidays uh-huh. around December 15th, bring them to this. It'll give them a good taste of the region. And if that people want to make good. a reservation,
0: it's it's an all-inclusive dinner. I think
2: it's $55 a ticket. $55 a ticket, and that does include the, uh, the, the bourbon actual boards. bourbon, which uh, is yeah. just a steal. That's a great 630 p.m. eight five nine two nine six one zero zero seven for reservations. But you guys never asked me what my favorite comfort food is. What is what
1: it? What is it? So, it's we figured it's a
2: long list. You know, I, I talked about my dad's spaghetti and meatballs. That really oh, yes. hits the mm-hmm. spot for me. And I'm am I'm with Sylvia. I'm kind of a pizza pasta guy, yeah. but there's a dish that i have been craving lately because on these ski trips I, I go with an Austrian guy, and they um, always eat goulash. You know, it's oh, just their yeah. thing. It's just what the what you do about on ski goulash. Trips. Yeah, now this so is Hungarian, Hungarian goulash, now, goulash. Hungarian goulash. Well, yeah, his mom um, Helga. Helga that sounds, sounds pretty Austrian, Hungarian, right? yeah. yeah. So this is their version. And it's good enough for me. I mean, I oh, love. Oh, tell it. us about it. And Helga, uh, honestly, was a, a a major caterer in the city of you know Washington DC. Tom Evans, yeah, her son is is our catering partner at Dupree Catering. So these I didn't are know that. this is a legacy of cooks and chefs, and this <gasps> is how she does it. First of all, you want a stew meat, a cube stew meat. You don't want anything expensive because you're going to cook it all day. Um so a go chuck the, or something chuck like or that. Yeah, get you know or the diced up stuff. You can get that. I I just buy chuck roast cuz it's cheaper just yeah. to cut it myself. It takes a few extra seconds to cut it. Right. Salt and pepper that. And you're going to brown all those beef cubes off in a in a big skillet with olive oil, right? And get them brown and take the meat out and get the oil hot. Now you got to have if let's say you had 3 pounds of meat, right? Mm-hmm. You need to have at least on the cutting board, you got a big mound of cut-up meat. You need to have a mound of onions at least as big as the ah, meat. Ah, you got okay. me. Okay? I love it. I mean. and yeah, and that's what I love about it. Like yeah. that That's one thing I say to Helga now, like, hey, Helga, tell me about goulash. And the only thing she says is, you have to have as many onions as you do the meat. I'll tell my husband to stay home. Yeah. That's You're... a good rule
0: of thumb. Yeah, because I think a lot of times people focus on the meat, but they don't focus on the things that give the meat the flavor you want. Yeah, onion we were flavor. on a
2: ski lift, and we were like talking to some Germans, right? Yeah. And we were talking to him, and he was going up the ski lift, and we were talking about, hey, what about goulash? And as he was going up, he goes, "You have to have as many onions <laughs> as the beef." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, because anyway, it was a
1: way to stretch food. It's
2: so good, you right. know. Right. Mean, so
1: besides
0: onions, okay.
2: Then, what so do you all you do is you put the onions back in the pan with the beef, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You use a little bit of tomato paste, and then you add add some water, and then it's lots of paprika, which I know uh, Twitch is a big fan of. I
0: love paprika, and I think in America, we've gotten used to the crappy dollar tube paprika, mm-hmm. but paprika is a
1: very nuance. Well, what do you nuanced. mean? So when what you do go you to get?
0: The grocery store, you get paprika, you buy the cheap dollar thing, right? but real good Hungarian smoked paprika is
1: it, How it's do you find nuanced
0: and it's flavor good foods co-op sells it uh in you mean is it section. in the spice section yes it's in the spice section and it's
1: granular it's not paste. it's a powder it's a
2: powder it's a powder um but i when you get good paprika to me i don't know about you it's a game changer it, it's so you really need to invest in it really um i also like a, a smoked version now just i would get hungarian for this dish the smoke it in some of the smoked paprika mm-hmm. can be overpowering right. for a dish like this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, invest in good paprika. Spend some money on it. It's gonna be bright red and just change your life if you're not used to it. Really? See, it really so does. it
1: is a spice that you need to pay money for.
2: Yes. Get you know the cheap stuff is good to have on
0: to yeah. sprinkle over. Um, exactly. You know,
1: but if uh, you devil you're making eggs. it a main piece of a dish, then right. you need the good yeah.
2: stuff. It is the and,
0: main
1: flavor of this dish. I mean, it's the
2: only it spice used. And guys, don't don't let me scare you. This is not an expensive spice. Right. But buy a good quality one because it really does make the difference. So anyway, you add a, a ton of paprika, a little tomato paste, the water, and you just stew this thing for
1: no more vegetables
2: no you know some people put in carrots and potatoes this version made by helga does not because it's just onions and meat but and you that don't want to gravy that the it, it kind of mm, yeah, yeah it, that gravy it, it's just a big kind of yeah. i don't know stroganoff looking dish Yeah, and you put it over Cornbread. She used to make spatula, the, the yeah. egg, German egg noodles. But, um, you know, when we go on the ski trips, it's just egg noodles we boil off, and then we'll eat piles of that with like a cucumber and dill oh. salad. Oh. And I don't know how to tell you how a cold salad mixes in with warm goulash, but it does, and it's the most comforting thing I've had in a long time. I there get you that. Go.
1: Wow. I get that. that, that. Like and it's simple. It sounds fairly simple. so
0: easy. And you know, it seems like a good winter dish. It yeah, you know, I
2: got, I just I've got a 10-year-old boy, and uh, even though I'm a chef, he still likes chicken fingers and mac and cheese. You know, it's hard to get a vegetable down a 10-year-old boy's Sure, mm-hmm. bro, right? He loves this dish. He asks for it. So if you're looking for something new for your family table, I do recommend this one. I can okay. give you quantities and amounts if you want. But uh, listen, just listen to the show and and, and this, do it. It
1: sounds like you do it almost to taste. You do salt,
2: pepper,
3: just pile yeah.
1: of onions, pile a of feel. meat, now, and paprika.
2: Right now, their That's family it. uses something called uh, Muggy or Maggie season, mm-hmm. you know, the the magi mm-hmm. or whatever it yeah. is. Um, but uh, you don't have to have that. You
0: know? It's it's a simple it's a simple dish. It's meat, onions, paprika, yummy. and like yummy. you said, maybe water or something. maybe a little. water. And
1: it sounds like you can do it almost to taste. But okay.
0: also
2: remember yeah. when you when you do anything like this. I'll, to, I'll, don't I brag about it, guys. If it wasn't really something you should make, I, I promise it's that good. When you do a dish like this, in my opinion,
0: don't use too much liquid, because remember the onions have a lot of liquid, the meat has a lot of liquid, and if you use a lot of a lot of uh, broth, then you get a soup, and you don't want a soup. You want a really thick, hearty stew, right? Yes. So when you make this, you can always add more liquid if you think you need it, but let it be thick and beautiful.
1: You guys need to make this for me because I I would not be allowed to be in my house if I had that pile of onions anywhere near my husband.
2: So um, I'm going to show Sylvia a little picture over here. That's that's what it it would look like. And what's that on top of it? It has that kind of reddish Tomato temp. Yes. that's on the paprika. What's on right. top of it, the white. They put sour cream on. And oh. you mix that in with the noodles that and everything there, right? So the um, And look how thick that is. That sits on the that yeah. doesn't drip down. That sits on the no, noodles. No, this is what you want, guys, this time of year. It could be on cornbread, right? couldn't it? It could totally sure. go on cornbread. So yeah, anything uh, could anything be on could cornbread. Could
0: go on cornbread. <laughs> I could be on cornbread right now. Well, what
2: about your favorite? Uh, comfort food dish
0: yeah. go to our facebook page and tell us go to our facebook page and tell us what your favorite especially what you want to eat this time of the year to make you feel good and speaking of feeling yeah. good when we come back we're going to talk to yeah some people who are doing great work greenhouse 17 their domestic abuse program but they're so darling
1: thomas darling yes. thomas
0: executive director there's so She's much more than just house. that yes. stick around all right food news and choose radio Hey, welcome back. It's Food, News, and Shoes Radio. Now, our next guest, you might have heard of Greenhouse 17. I know we've we've had them oh, on the show yes, before, talked yes. about a lot of what they do. A
1: phenomenal organization. P-
0: phenomenal. And people yeah. normally uh, associate it with domestic <laughs> violence pre- prevention and aid for people. But
1: who knew what else they do under the leadership of this incredible guest that we yeah. have here today
0: darlene thomas the yeah. executive director and we're going to talk about a lot of things i know you guys have been in the news recently especially but one of the things that we i just learned of is therapeutic farming yeah. and you guys are doing a lot with that so thank you and, and you all, have a partnership
1: with i love the partnership with all tech too where they you know they're well known in our world of kentucky for what they've done and the advice that they give you on how to do that. Uh, it takes a
3: village, doesn't it? It,
1: it does, and you're amazing. I apologize,
3: I'm a little raspy today, no, but hey, everybody um, it does take yeah. a village, and those of us in the nonprofit world really can't do it without our community, so we're She's grateful She's working so our, hard, she lost, lost her voice, so I if know. you want to make that's a donation, you, right. yeah. you got to <laughs> use the sympathy yeah. angle.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Use yeah. Sympathy. Play the sympathy card. So let's talk about Greenhouse 17 first. What is it? What's what is it that Greenhouse
3: Seventeen is, and what you guys do? Okay, well, the premise of who we are is a domestic violence program mm-hmm. that serves seventeen counties in central Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, and we do that in a host of ways. We provide emergency shelter, twenty-four hour crisis line. We go to courts with people. We provide support groups. We run a we run a visitation and exchange center uh, for children who need to be able to see their parents, mm-hmm. and Lots the courts are a little concerned about what's mm-hmm. going on in the family um do you
1: uh are, is it a residential facility or well, we is have it that just? too okay you got that too Yeah, so for a 42 bed residential facility on a 40 acre farm how long can people stay there
3: uh we don't have a length of stay you know everybody's a little different they all have their own story and their own do they needs. bring their
1: children if they have children Absolutely. involved
3: 42 Absolutely. beds okay. so but most so of the here. people we served are non-residential And then we have the residential piece as well
0: and i guess i never put together the name with the fact you guys are on a 40 acre farm greenhouse 17 you guys are on a 40 acre farm and that's your facility that's why you get into things like therapeutic farming and
3: yeah yeah so greenhouse 17 greenhouse is a place where you grow and nurture things Mm -hmm. in a protected environment
1: and you have this awesome video on your website that shows the what the greenhouses yeah the greenhouses where you can grow the stuff do you get to grow it year-round
3: we almost. almost depends on the winter. Yeah, you know, they'll do some late. I we have two and a half farmers on staff that really two you and know and plan meals up. all year uh, round, like the food that we can produce. So there'll be some fall vegetables, some fall greens, and
1: and people actually on your residential and you serve the food. They prepare the food. Do they prepare it from the produce that's grown, or how does that work? They
3: can, you know. So our farmer will work with our chef. So we have a person that cooks during the week, uh, and they'll plan out kind of a year of what kind of produce we're going to need in-house nice. for meals, things like that that can be grown on the farm. So fall. you guys can
0: kind of self-sustain a little bit.
3: We're trying. That's we're, we're, we're thinking, and, you know, how does that look? What can know, we put up? What can we can? What can we preserve throughout the year? And that's
1: only one aspect, because yep. you also grow flowers. We do. And you create products out of those flowers and you sell them and it's gift giving time so
3: it is gift giving time and there's no better gift that gives back right and helps a whole lot of other folks so you're right so we kind of incorporated this concept that how does the farm benefit the organization and the families we serve and healthy food is one way right Um, but also giving them opportunity to create something from scratch Mm -hmm. and we started with products body products Um, so we make uh, candles and we make um, soaps and lip balms and bath salts, but the survivors all make them, create them, That's do amazing. the research on them, name them, label them. You have like a factory almost. Kind of, but in a loving support group kind of way. In a way, right? that they kind all of just sit around the mission. as survivors and they, yeah. they help make the products. They participate in a stipend program, so we actually help pay a little money uh, along the way. And then a lot of what we grow, the the On the farm, as far as flowers are concerned, we'll dry and we'll use a lot of that for the scents that kind of go into the oh, flowers. So, wow. are like nothing chefs, gets wasted, chef. we try not to waste. We <laughs> try not to chefs. waste. I've
2: always been interested in that because it, it's so much like cooking you know, taking yeah. something from the field, uh, getting your hands dirty, watching it grow. And then I've never really thought about cooking. Yeah extracts and oils and fragrances with flowers maybe that should be a yeah maybe i'd be really good at that It'd be fun and chef <laughs> they
1: also have a chef yeah. on uh, on staff that cooks the food and takes does a plan right is that what right they'll do
2: a
3: plan with the farmers mm-hmm. uh to talk about what kind of food we need to grow how much do we need to grow how awesome? much can we bring in house what do we need during the summer to have healthy meals
2: that's it that's a it's an industrious project and it's also a learning project i think i mean trying to plan out and plot especially in our region enough food to sustain through a season and you know canning preserving whatever you have to do it, it's, it's and good. also
0: having enough to sell to make products of to keep the mission because yeah, you guys operations d- yeah there's a self lot sustaining. going self-sustaining On so leadership. let's talk about what you guys Trying. are doing there's you know
3: we that's talk, the goal self-sustainability
0: ther- we yes. call it therapeutic farming but and that's kind of that's kind of what it is right it's helping survivors of domestic abuse uh I, is it a therapy? I guess it is a therapy, it, it right? It is, and it's very It is a therapy. A yeah. um,
3: you know, the University of Kentucky has actually done three years of research on our project, but we don't have the results yet, so we're, we're pending the results. But mm-hmm. It really is about giving this opportunity for survivors just to be, get a little dirty, get their fingers dirty, it, know what it means skill, to grow things, what reconnect. it means to eat, the kids are engaged in it.
1: It's a movement across the world that this is actually therapeutic. For people, it teaches empathy, resilience, because you're dealing with stuff that depends on you. And you should see the stories. That yeah, survivors that tell
3: that. about what what it's meant how to it them changed. to be on the farm. You know that it either reminded them of their childhoods, the good times in their life, or they didn't realize the things that they planted grew and they were very symbolic. Like they're planting themselves now and figuring out how to grow themselves and their families in a different way. They say that it's just very. Um,
1: it's almost hard to connected describe it because you know it's true it's just like what they're trying to do which is what a lot of movements in doing this kind of thing are how do you connect i'm doing it in the legal world right how do you teach people that resolving needs like that consider it like a field almost and by resolving it you actually improve lives and it's hands-on and people
0: and also sometimes taking the best way to take care of yourself is to take care of something else
3: yeah, you know right. there there's something to be said in trauma. So yeah. I deal with survivors who've been traumatized, right? Uh, and in that, um, it's really hard to cope with trauma until you understand that you belong to something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure, that you do have value, you do have worth, what you can produce, create with each other. Mm -hmm. on your own has value, uh, and therefore you have value. And that becomes transformative, I think, for survivors who are trying to figure out where they fit in the world because
1: that's been dictated to them, not very nicely. It develops a skill set for them, too, And they can go out and find jobs
3: absolutely
2: yeah i i I can identify with that you know i think one thing that i identify when i'm in the kitchen working with farm produce or cooking is is the process you start something and it's it's a mess and it's incomplete and it's and then you get to see the end result and i think that can be frustrating a lot of people's lives because of the world we live in things just don't get resolved all the time there's big problems there's big issues in everybody's lives and they can't just be cooked and served. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, doing those daily tasks, gardening, cooking, taking care of yourself and your mental well-being are checklists that'll get that momentum going. Like, I've completed something and I can yeah. move well, forward. Well, even washing
1: dishes is you yeah. know, therapeutic. <laughs> it's something you can start and finish. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's therapeutic. I
3: think so the fact that like they that. have to, they, they are asked to reflect of what it means. So that sense of Doing mm-hmm. and being a part of something, and then setting back and reflecting of how that affected you or your family, mm-hmm. is very powerful for survivors so in the therapeutic the, sense. Tell us yeah. again
1: about the products. What are you? What are they creating? And where can people find them to purchase them for gifts? Because tis the season.
3: Tis the season. Yes. So our products can be found online at greenhouse 17.org mm-hmm. um, and there you can see all of our flavors i call them flavors or <laughs> scents that you might say of soaps and candles we have lines of them we have hope boxes oh, wow. um there are many ways that you can buy mm-hmm. and our lip balms are incredible i think they all are our survivors take such pride in what they make uh they don't put anything out that they don't believe it's top notch and um, so you can get those; they're great gifts, especially for those of us that pretty much have everything. And one of the you things know, we don't need a whole lot. No, some it, it, love.
0: But it's nice to have a really well-made lip balm, you know, yeah. especially in the winter. But one of the things we talked about, and I didn't know about this. You know, we've all looked at CSAs. I've joined yeah. CSAs. You know, a CSA is where you basically basically get a a box monthly, weekly, however it works of something from a farm. Now you guys do CSAs, but they're not produce CSAs. Nope. They're this is the first ex- I've ever heard of They're
3: flower yeah. CSAs. Tell us how that works. They are flower CSAs. You know, it's really cool years ago when we thought about starting a farm and we were kind of told that we weren't ready to do that. I have to say that uh, you shouldn't tell a bunch of women they're not ready to do something <laughs> number one. Number two, it was suggested maybe we look at flowers, so um, we did. We created flowers, and we started doing weddings and different events, and kind of got our name out there. And then started one of the first ever flower CSAs. See anywhere where people buy a share of flowers, and you can buy a share, a half share, a quarter share, depending on how you want to do it. So you could get flowers once a month. Every other week, or, or every week, if you wanted. That's a, a great uh, Either gift delivered to give or picked
2: up. Really? That's yeah, a great gift. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, and they I'm,
3: sell out in days. Wow. So when we put it out there, well, yeah. so you got to be friends with us on Facebook. So mm-hmm. wait. Because uh, they sell out in days. Can this
2: go year round with. Greenhouse? It's a summer thing. It's okay, May. Right now, yeah. it's May.
3: Through the beginning or end of September, the beginning oh, of October so cool. is when we do the CSAs.
2: What now, time? can you first pre- of June. could you purchase that for a gift maybe for the holiday season for the upcoming season? Is you know, we have option?
3: people, no, not yet. When mm-hmm. well, they when yeah, we put I them think, out there, you can buy them online, so gotcha. you should really follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then but we'll put how many CSAs yeah. we're going to sell typically, it's around 150. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, when they're gone, they're gone, yeah. yeah. So, but people have done <laughs> things like, um, Went on and told their loved ones that that's what they're going to get for them ah, for their birthday or I for do. Mother's Day that's or things like that, that. That this is what's going to come this summer. It's
0: I mean you think about it like no one's ever upset when fresh flowers come. You know no one's it's, ever upset. It's that, the, no the universal mad language, mad. right? Yeah, yeah, I mean there's. What it's, is there
1: a kind of flower that you specialize in? Mainly um,
3: native flowers. We don't do fancy flowers. Like we don't grow roses or we we pretty much keep very native, wild, beautiful a whole host of, of um, flowers and I have to say um, they're, they're incredibly beautiful. Everybody that gets our CSA is so impressed and they're different flowers throughout the years because some bloom early some come a little later in the season so it's always a little. Do you have
1: lavender? Do um, you
3: do we, lavender? We, we, we put some lavender in it.
2: Yes, kind of like a, for a bouquet, kind of feel. Yeah, you know, and, and sure they're kind of come. To they have come a loose. Say for our restaurant, Wouldn't fresh nice, cut. You gotta gotta get one for Leslie on and me. Oh yeah, there's also yeah, there's also the wife. Yeah, wife. but there I love the idea. And if you have a
0: farm <laughs> growing flowers, is a great idea, especially if you're working with manure. It's nice to have something to offset the smell of the farm.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, especially I know yeah. you
0: guys have horses
3: I have horses yeah. our farm doesn't smell too bad but I mean in
0: general, <laughs> I you it's know, a twitch to come up with something yeah. about manure yeah. I try to plant as many flowers <laughs> around the house as possible no but it's a that's a great idea so and it's a completely different kind of farming than food farming or, it is it's because uh, so is it that I guess that, what I'm trying to ask is how do those two things work on the same farm are they complementary because there are flowers you can plant near or around food to keep the bugs away from the food Mm, and they kind of serve a dual purpose right that's
3: what they work on so the farmers work on a a plan of what can be grown Mm -hmm. done uh, with the chef and then in accordance to the flowers so Mm -hmm. we have about six high tunnels some of them have flowers some of them have food and then and then i'm not a farmer um i i grew up on a farm and went to college so i'd be off the farm so now i'm right (laughs) back back. on the farm so be careful what you ask for and i don't i love it but in that they really do have a complete plan Um, and we have very little trouble with bugs or insects or animals because of how we grow how did your
1: all tech relationship start that's a great company
3: You know, I I would love to know exactly how it started. They volunteered a few times, different groups of them. And um, one time they ordered our flowers that that we sent to uh, Mrs. Lyons. And I think she really, really loved our flowers. Her team or something bought her a bouquet of our flowers. Um, And then she came out one day and brought some meat from their farm just for the shelter. And next thing you know, she asked for a tour. And then her son Mark comes and. Now we have a partnership where Alltech loves are. what we're doing, and they're entrepreneurial. We're entrepreneurial, and um, they've invested in a full-time staff member to help us with business plans oh, for wow. both the CSA and um, and our products mm-hmm. that we sell, the handmade by Survivor body, body products, um, and hoping you know to make those businesses grow.
1: Now, is there a time limit? When do people need to order in order to get things by Christmas? Is there a icon? Like, any kind of deadlines or
3: anything Uh, not really because it's a pickup we either ship it out so you got to you know go by shipping i think if if you want it by the 25th you probably need it shipped by the 20th right Uh, but we'll do shipping or you can come pick up at the shelter so we have lots of people picking up the day before christmas
0: now also with the other products those are products you can buy online at the website right Mm -hmm. you can shop on but are they in stores anywhere are you any shops around town or is that a plan
3: Well, you know, we're looking at all of those. So I think Origin Hotel carries some. There's there's a few places that (coughs) are helping us throughout the community um, do that. But right now we're looking to expand it.
1: How tricky is it, though? Because, I mean, you're a shelter, first and foremost. right? And so I know it's not – there are people you don't necessarily – how do people pick it up? I mean –
3: well, um, we have to know you're coming. You can't just show up and say you're I'm here coming. for something. We have to know you're coming. And then, you know, folks will call ahead and tell us that they're coming out to pick up their products. And we'll have them ready for them and waiting. Chef um, kind of and I thing. did a We, we did have a, a lot of security.
1: Demo. We did a demo. Did you know that? A what? A video of, what was it, cauliflower steak? <laughs> yeah, we actually thing. got
2: to go to greenhouse <laughs> yeah. seventeen. Yeah, we could and see the farm I mean, operation. Oh, you did! And we shot a television show on KET, and now uh, at the, end of the day we kind of just did all vegetarian dish, and we did a cauliflower steak. It was just it a was really so nice fun. day out there meeting the farm, and I just love that program. How, you know, uh, I, I, at the time, everybody was involved in the cooking process. Right. I know you say you have a chef now. I don't know if that's still the case. Does everybody get their hands dirty in the kitchen, too?
3: Well, they're all invited, and we do cooking groups and different, like, health and nutrition and things like that that include residents. We try to include residents in everything because yeah. it's their home. That's where they're living at the moment. So they need to be a part of the, their own solutions. Yeah.
0: What you guys doing is amazing. we got about a minute left, so let me ask. First— how can people help? If you know, Is it donations? Is it uh, you know shopping online? What what are you looking for as far as, you know, if people just wanted to, it's a season of giving. What can people do to help? And also, um, how can people find you guys? Where Where's the best way to
3: find you guys, online? Best way to find us online, okay. greenhouse17.org. On there, you can find all of our products. If you want to be able to buy for Christmas, holidays, Mother's Day, all those kind of things, uh, it's there. We also have a wish list, the things that we need day in mm-hmm. and day out out okay and it's you know it's updated constantly mm-hmm. when we have certain needs met and we add different needs so if you just want to help out and get things off the wish list of course donations are imperative um yeah. you know th- that's how we help meet needs that are not prescribed by a grant mm-hmm. you know when a survivor needs extra gas cards or sure. when a survivor yeah, exactly. needs to put tires on her car or you know, a survivor just needs a uniform to go back to work. Though, you know, that's the way we're able to help. Is when the community donates and gives uh, to make sure that we meet all those special needs of survivors and their yeah, and children. We just
1: finished good giving, so good luck on all of
3: that. Yeah, we will have I'm just looking, finished that
0: right now. I'm looking at the at the wish list, and you can find it if you go to the Give Support section at the top of the uh, website there, Greenhouse Seventeen. You'll find it. And something that I I always forget about, which is a great way. Uh, you have it up there the kroger rewards you can uh, on your kroger card Uh designate a charity Mm -hmm. and they will give a certain portion and and anyone can do this at any time with their kroger plus card you can donate any charity or designate any charity that that Mm -hmm. works with kroger um Mm -hmm. and you can give every time you shop without having to do anything amazon
3: too amazon Amazon too we're on amazon so if you want to help local local you can do amazon
1: places like good foods co-op I think i've had you on it pretty recently uh where you can give they designate a charity for the month and um, so that's and we cool often too. get
3: selected for different months of charity giving things like that yeah, from different restaurants and cool opportunities and, yeah Just i love it.
0: that yeah go go so go to the website greenhouse 17.org and uh, if you want to help this is something me and my family like to do for christmas instead of giving gifts that's to each fun. other that you know I don't need another pair of socks another tie. This is something we like to do. So mm-hmm. this is something we're definitely going to do. And I I will do the Kroger rewards. The products. I,
1: don't forget the products. The, and the products. You know, your Absolutely. wife will love those well, candles. Well, she will. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh thank you, Darlene Thomas. You.
1: Even you know, listen, she
0: was wor- you were right. worried about your voice. You sounded great today. You okay. Did. You did a great you. job. <laughs> thank thank you. you so much. <laughs> thank you. And all. Greenhouse17.org. Back in a moment. Food, news, and choose radio. Oh, right.